Hey guys, it's Ashley Shatterbrook, your friendly neighborhood Fistful of Pixels editor. Before Fistful of Pixels was a part of the Geekly Inc. podcast network, it existed as an independent show. I did some digging and managed to find some of the original episodes. A lot of the goofs in these episodes are great, so occasionally I'll be releasing Fistful of Pixels classic episodes. During this episode, you'll hear other hosts and a special guest introduced. The original podcast wasn't always Bliss, Bash, and Bachman, but I think you're going to like these. So sit back, relax, and ride them, cowboy! You are listening to A Fistful of Pixels with your hosts, Mike Bachman, Russ Walsh, Taylor Bliss, and special guest, Gabe Pasco. Um, I'm, I'm confused because you're, how far away is your microphone from your face? In meters. In meters. I, would you like me to swallow my microphone? Each week, they take listener-submitted titles and turn them into the next great video game. Mortal Kombat versus The Golden Girls, submitted by Go Chase Go. Finally, a Mortal Kombat I'll play. Mm-hmm. Although, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm really concerned about the lack of characters on the Golden Girls side. Wasn't... I'm, just, I'm just saying that I'm, I don't want to play another versus title that has an unfilled roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it could be Mortal Kombat versus The Golden Girls versus The Cosby Show. Versus... <laughs> I will only play as Rudy. That's the problem with that. <laughs> Oh, poor cockroach. I can't wait for the special unlockable uh, sweater vest character. You can just just play a sweater vest. I'm going to kind of just let you guys know right now that the only thing I'm going to add to this conversation is that I want to bring friendships back, and I want there to be an achievement when you do your first one that says thank you for being a friend. I'm pretty sure that's actually a finisher move. That's like an ultimate. (laughs) Who are the Golden Girls characters? I know we got Blanche. Uh, Judy? Golden... Girls uh, with Wikipedia. The Golden Girls canon is large. <laughs> Rich. How about Mortal Kombat versus Betty White? <laughs> Just Betty. Well, I don't know. That, if you're worried about the Golden Girls roster, what about the Betty White roster, which is really just one person? It's all of the characters Betty White has ever played. And besides, oh. everybody's just going to play as Betty White. Exactly. Oh, I like that. It's just Betty White versus Betty White every time. Except, hold on. Which Betty White are you going to choose? Well, I'm going to choose Betty White of Golden Girls. What? Are you serious? I go with Betty White from Grandma's Boy every time. I'm, <laughs> I'm choosing Betty White from the roast of William Shatner. <laughs> That's the one I want to play as. Sarah Palin explores the deep black space. Submitted by Go Chase Go. Man, I just, I mean, I thought something way different when you first say it. Because it was, it was what, Sarah Palin explores the deep black space, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what I think she's doing pretty much at all times. <laughs> okay. I mean, think about it. She's basically just continually making people stupider. It's like, that's what she's doing all the time. She's exploring the, be- the deep black space that is that's all of the stupid people's human souls. <laughs> I mean, it's basically actually just a sim game about being Sarah Palin. I was assuming that it was going to be uh, Sarah Palin um, decided to change her life around and become a gangster. <laughs> gangster fresh. <sighs> Sarah Palin, I didn't expect you to be in Harlem. When did you get <laughs> oh, She rides in on a snowmobile in, in the middle of summer. In, the, in, in Harlem. <laughs> 
her blinged out <laughs> snowmobile. Damn, Palin, that's a nice bling. <laughs> and the whole time she's on the run from the law. And, like, there's a huge, like, climactic chase scene where she, like, takes the bridge from Alaska. And then she gets her way do- across. And then she's like, uh-oh, the bridge is out. <laughs> Can we just steal the story from 50 Cent Blood in the Sand and just make it Sarah Palin's game so that she did a massive Republican convention, except then she didn't get paid and then she just killed a bunch of people. Only if she gets um, like a button, like in 50 Cent Blood in the Sand, he had a button you could hit to like insult people. What if she's got a button where she just like shouts tea party slogans? (laughs) Darn it. Is that a tea party party slogan? Is that like one of the big ones? Do you guys remember when the tea party was first coming into prominence and they used to carry around those big banners that just said, darn it. (laughs) Darn it. This party's no good. That's that's back when I can actually identify with my party. (laughs) Did I eat that? 3D. Submitted by... Go chase go. What is that like? A um, is that a game where you just drop a deuce and check out what it came out every time? <laughs> Did I eat that? Spoiler alert: the answer is always yes, because that's pretty <laughs> much the only way you can defecate. <laughs> Dad gone mad. Submitted by Johnny Wags. Okay, is it is it too on the nose for you right now, Russ? If we do Dad Gone Mad, <laughs> you guys have an opinion of my dad? Did you make an opinion? He he had a wicked mustache. Is that true? Yeah, that's that's his jam. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> mm, delicious. Okay, <laughs> 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 next title. Wait, what? <laughs> No, that's that's not it. First of all, because nobody's got the background information that your dad is upset. (laughs) So, like, nobody will get it. Except for us. We'll all have a quiet chuckle. Um, Is this a a game about avoiding your dad? Like, are you you a young podcaster (laughs) trying to make it on the podcasting scene? And the whole time you've got to sneak around with your microphone. (laughs) And your dad's sneaking up on you the whole time. It's it's kind of like a don't wake daddy clone. I can imagine that you're you're sneaking through the air vents and you peek down and there's your dad on the toilet podcasting podcasting about the hottest new Battlestar Galactica property. Like I knew it. I learned oh, it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> so your dad's like a like an old timey radio host. He was like a disc jockey back in the day. You just want to follow in his footsteps, but that's not the kind of life he wants for you. Yeah, yeah. His mother was lost in a tragic <laughs> disc curling accident. <laughs> You're jocking those discs too hard, you know? I don't know if it's... you know what goes on in radio stations, but I, I don't really Beat two thousand ants submitted by the real man's man. <laughs> Which ants? Which ants? Like are we it, talking just plain old naturey ants or Woody no, Allen see, freakish the, CGI monster ants? See, here's the thing, Russ. You're already thinking about it the wrong way. <laughs> this isn't this isn't beat as in like you know physically punish. This is beat colon. Was it how many ants? Two thousand. Two thousand ants. <laughs> Roughly. So basically, what it is is it's it's a it's a music game. It's a rhythm game. <laughs> you're, you're going to the beat of two thousand ants. Maybe you have going- to micromanage. 2,000 ants? You have to micromanage 2,000 ants into a single drum line. Micromanage and microwave. (laughs) Um, If there's any rebellious ants who don't play the cadence correctly, then you uh, put them in a microwave. See, you're trying to win the ant dance competition, and so you've (laughs) got to come up with the best synchro routine. This would make more sense if it were bees, right? Because bees dance to tell the other bees where the location of honey is. 
True. That's, that's our that's our factoid, Fistful of Pixel well, listeners. Well, please. here's here, here's another little factoid. They're they're also both hymenopterans, which is which is their. their... Oh, see, that's I'm... that's a little too advanced. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with our demographic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that they're both hymenopterans, the same classification of insects. And I'm just saying the only part of that word that Fistful of Pixels listeners are going to hear is. <laughs> so. <laughs> Do you really mistrust your listeners that much? <laughs> I, 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 yes, yeah. you do. Okay, we all do. Mm. Yeah. Russ, are you are you gonna lie to me and say that was the first thing you thought of? Well, I have more faith in them than I do myself. <laughs> it's it's really gonna fall into one of two things. They're either gonna think about or they're gonna think about what awesome of a ant dinosaur it could be. Ant dinosaur. Uh, now, yeah. now you've caught my attention. Please do go on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, I mean, Opterin sounds like a type of dinosaur. It does. Okay, so all of a sudden, it's dinosaur ants dancing. That's what we're at now. <laughs> okay, okay. That's, that's uh, what we've got on the board. And yeah, you got to make the bitchinous dinosaur ant dance routine. Now, are these dinosaurs dancing with ants, or are these like half ant, half dinosaurs? No, they're dinosaur ants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't exactly call him like fifty percent dino, fifty percent ant, one hundred percent dancer. They'd be like a really, like a really giant dinosaur front end, and then like a tiny little ant thorax. <laughs> it's got like T Rex, like the little hanging claws, but it's got like <laughs> ant body. It's basically, just like a T Rex jaws, like going around just eating dogs. Well, because anybody can make a dancing game, you know, where you play as a human, right? Because I mean, there's there's preset dance moves that pe- that everybody knows, and they can all they can do really well. Um, but you basically got to make up entirely new dance moves because bodies like that have never existed in science. So basically, we are creating a new dance genre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, a whole new jan- dance genre that nobody can copy because nobody's got a body like that. No one is a dino ant. And that's probably for the best. I mean, we can all agree on that point. <laughs> yes. I, I kind of want to be a dinosaur ant. <laughs> well, of course we all do, but it's just not possible. It's, just... it's, not, it's not physically possible. I mean, we'll get the scientists on it, sure, just to, you know, to see if it can be done. But I don't have my hopes very high. The Fistful of Pixel scientists are on it now. I've contacted them. I faxed them the memo. Do we have that? <laughs> we got a fax machine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Perry's Medea, The Last Airbender, submitted by Go Chase Go. Tyler Perry has contacted us. He wants to enter a new market. Mm-hmm. He wants to enter the video game market. Well, and he really and wants to expand the uh, the Medea franchise. The Medea franchise. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> right? I mean, I can I cannot get enough of those movies. But see, that's the thing. Nickelodeon's also contacted us about getting The Last Airbender. They're trying to turn it into a video game franchise now. And I think they're on pretty good relations. So I'm thinking of pitching to them a fusion of the two. So we're playing we're playing middleman here. We're bringing none of the creativity to the table. <laughs> we're just we're just, you know, kind of hooking these two people up, which would have never met before because they're two completely different worlds. There's a fissure in time. In space, where Medea stumbles out, and it turns out she's the last airbender. Which she <laughs> she comically farts and flies in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's. What are some other great jokes? Some other. Great jokes. <laughs> are there any other jokes to make though? <laughs> and, uh, or did we already do them all at that point? I have the series Bible here of Tyler Perry films, and. 
So far, all he has here is Medea farts and flies into the sky. That well, that's page one of the script, of course. <laughs> In the opening opening scene, <laughs> Medea. No, that's literally all of the jokes, Mister Perry. I couldn't. I I love the idea. I couldn't help but notice that in every scene, all there is is farting and flying. I was wondering if we could do maybe at least one other thing. I don't know. I I give up. So they're you know they're learning a little bit about themselves. They're they're learning some family values. You know, Medea. She's been to prison. She's had a family reunion, and now she's learning to harness her latent psychic abilities to master the air around her. And we're all going to be better for the experience. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, why not? You know, just uh, like, oh man, the rating on IMDb for Medea's family reunion is three point three. <laughs> out of how many? Out of ten. <laughs> what if it was out of three point three? Like that's a really weird scale that you're using IMDb. I don't really. <laughs> I can't wait. It's gonna be like three point three out of three point three. This IMDb rating brought to you by Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a movie critic. Who like was in a tragic accident with like his right hand, and then I could give everything one and a half thumbs up. <laughs> Naked Pro Wrestling PG Edition, submitted by Go Chase Go. Uh, how does that one work? Well, how do we make that happen? Guess what? This is the game that didn't make it past production. <laughs> how about it's basically just like all the wrestlers? They're normal. They're pretty all naked already, right? Mm-hmm. They're pretty close. I mean, why not just, you know, pretty close. jump the shark and so go away? So you can just say they're naked. And maybe it's just like, you know, like uh, my friend Winnie the Pooh or like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, like little kid, little kids programming. It's just John Cena's like, let's count to six. Well, mm-hmm. but, That's but John Cena you, you, you're, like. you're trying to overlook the main problem here. <laughs> The only thing that I can think of is if guess what we're we're uh, we're smoothing out all the crotches. Well, the problem is, I mean, there's a few things. There's the fact that they're naked. That's that's an issue. Um, yep. There's the uh, there's the violence. I mean, there's you know because you got you're at least going to get like a like a PG thirteen with the violence. They're hitting each other with chairs and not anymore. They're not and other chairs. Why not? <laughs> they're hitting each other with pillows now. Yep, they're hitting each other with pillows. Oh, it's okay. a big fat pillow fight. Okay. Well, see, I was thinking there's wrestling, but you know what they do to kind of smooth it out is that it's all just implied. Um, okay. and basically like so the camera never looks at the wrestling ring and you've got <laughs> buttons you can hit to do different wrestling moves, but you don't get to see it. The only thing you get to do is like see the crowd's reactions, and that's how you can determine whether or not you're winning. Like if the oh. crowd starts <laughs> So it's okay. kind of, it's almost like a like this subtle like rock paper scissors going on in the background that you don't know anything about. But like when the crowd starts shouting your name, you're like, oh, I must be doing pretty good. And then you get to see the results at the end. And at the end of every match, they like shake hands and said, "That was a great match, pal. We're and, best friends." And the way that you're scored is for how long you can play that game without quitting. Because <laughs> it does not sound very good. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> Seriously, guys, I cannot believe you green lighted this. Did you not get that you were trying to make a wrestling game that was PG? <laughs> Seriously. They're all nude. What did you expect? Triple X PG. <laughs> and the last boss is a half dinosaur, half ant. <laughs> That's always the last boss. I miss the days when games were simple. <laughs> so simple. Digital stimulation. Fingers submitted by Go Chase Go. <laughs> now I don't really understand what digital stimulation fingers is, but because he put the T in parentheses, 
<laughs> so it's di- it's digital stimulation fingers, and it's also digital simulation fingers. Like at the same time, it's it, it's a really complicated title when you think about it. I don't I don't know where to go with it. <laughs> uh, so okay, so obviously Connect Game. Mm-hmm. Yes, obviously. Uh, you're you're getting you're getting your digits all up in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're you're feeling every knuckle bend, and you are stimulating. <laughs> what was that thing that you put on your finger that they announced for the Wii? A the vitality back, sensor. That, yeah, the vitality sensor. Now they have a launch title for that. <laughs> Except oh, you need man. to buy five of them. This is going to be a um, this is a series of games because I did notice that that he put a he put a colon. After stimulation slash simulation, this is only pertaining to the fingers. And so there's, you know, there's obviously going to be, you know, a version pertaining to the toes, the elbows, um, earlobes. That'll be, that won't be very exciting. Always earlobes. Man. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Can't wait. So what are we doing in this game? I don't know. There's so many layers. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Let's think about it a different way. Okay, the I don't. Game, I wasn't aware that we'd thought about it one way yet. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, because the other way is basically it's a uh, really crappy game that just vibrates the controller and it's stimulating your fingers. Wait, 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 wait! Isn't that the majority of the XNA indie game section <laughs> by Xbox Three Sixty? Yeah, it sure is. So digital stimulation is really like um, it's really a series of peripherals. You know, not just the game. You know, the the software is just something we bundle in to get. People no, no, there's some serious Mad Cats tie-in, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the software is just something that we bundle in to get people to buy it. But yeah. by the time you get done buying the entire digital stimulation series, you'll have a full mechanized bodysuit. You can <laughs> look just like Iron Man, but with a Mad Cat symbol across your chest. Hey, I mean, it. that's as much as product placement as the Iron Man movies had anyway, so... Do you think I, I can't wait for the digital stimulation simulation advertisements are going to have Captain America? What are you doing? Uh, I'm just it, stimulation simulating so I can battle the scrolls. They didn't have this in 1942. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you tell me about this one sooner? <laughs> oh, the new this this fantastic future of yours. <laughs> I love it. I know this isn't a game recommended to us, but I want a game. Where literally all of this is just digitally reinserting product placements into movies. Well, we're, the game. we're kind of on that path anyway, right? Like if George Lucas has his way, he'll add like you know Virgin Mobile billboards into the into the <laughs> Moss Eisley, and it does yeah, it does kind of like an overshot of Cloud City, and <laughs> kind of like the Dell laptop. It's like, can you feel the power of Dell? you like, huh. I never noticed it before, but Michael Corleone when he's explaining to his girlfriend about uh, his crime family, he seems to be carrying Pepsi Max the whole the whole time. It's really strange. <laughs> I guess he finds it extremely refreshing. (laughs) Nancy Drew and the Mystery of the Overflowing Chamber Pot, submitted by Johnny Wags. Well, it's not a mystery. You got to empty those once in a while. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not really a surprise. I mean, it's just that there was too much condensation. This is this is pretty much a one and done. Guess what? I I done spoofed it already. Nancy Drew, you hey. stupid bitch. <laughs> that was uncalled for. Nancy Drew, you know what? I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a ticket to Disneyland and you go through the human body ride. <laughs> learn a little learn a little thing about digestion, you dumb 
you dumb bitch. And a little thing about yourself. A little bit about yourself. Everybody poops. Everybody poops. I I don't. Is that a problem? (laughs) Look out, Barrel Boy. Submitted by Justin McElroy. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a boy who's a barrel? <laughs> Some terrible experiment. It's you know we're not going to go the obvious route. It's somebody who's like wearing a barrel as a suit. I mean, it's a pure anthropomorphized barrel. But, but he's he, a boy, so he still has to go through the 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 growing up process. Yeah, right. He's he's young. He's trying to find his you know he's trying to find his place in the world. And maybe this is like, oh, this could be a beautiful story, guys. There's like, oh my a, god, it's like okay, no, he's got uh, he's got a series indie TV movie. Are there like interludes with like Belle and Sebastian and stuff? It's kind of like a little bit of a like a How I Met Your Mother scenario or like Good Luck Charlie and I'm going to be I'm going to regret thinking, knowing the plot to Good Luck Charlie. It's his barrel dad left him a series of recordings about things, you know, to look out for in his life, you know, because his dad <laughs> his dad died, but he wanted him to, you know, to have like Experience all these Experience life. He wanted to have all of his like wisdom and knowledge, you know, growing up. And the and the the tapes are called the series of tapes is called look out barrel boy but <laughs> <laughs> oh. what is the gameplay genre what is it's an action rpg uh maybe it's like that new game uh rock of ages where you're just trying to knock stuff down but like <laughs> it's not like the subtitle but it's kind of like a subtext and it's, uh, it just says it's all downhill from here <laughs> How about like I mean really whatever type of game that you that you make it you can still have that whole like subtext of his father you know his father leaving him and that could be like the tutorial right like mm-hmm. it could be all these yeah. like heartwarming messages his dad's like I love you and I just need you to know press X to roll <laughs> you're just gonna want to grab a hold of the right stick of life just to just to get some. <laughs> context just to look around in life just to get some perspective right the tutorial would be him learning how to roll around because he's a barrel boy and then he has this rebellious teen phase where he goes to a punk rock concert and he has to roll over the cops to save his friends from being arrested so all of his friends are just normal humans (laughs) exactly yeah he's a barrel just it's really tough getting a barrel into a good school (laughs) <laughs> but I hear, there's a, I hear there's a lot of scholarships. I think it's become a like a Forrest Gump style adventure, like just throughout the history of time of, and how barrels have affected everything. Roll, barrel boy, roll. It's like it's the spiritual successor. It's the spiritual successor of a- absolute misuse. Real quick, can we just can we just remember the fact that Mike just said roll, barrel boy, roll? Can we go back to that? <laughs> I think I think that needs to be re- reiterated. <laughs> Uh, seriously, this is now the retelling of the Forrest Gump story, except now he's a barrel. <laughs> but it could be like different events in history. Like what? No, no, what, no. Seriously, what? imagine it: barrel in war, and except he's having all of the same moments that that Forrest Gump did, except now he's a barrel. Do you guys remember seeing in the news that time when a uh, when a barrel rolled from one side of the country to the other? Just prove he could do it. <laughs> Just, just to see if he could. He see he saves um, he saves Dan by throwing him inside his own cask, and then he rolls away. <laughs> he could only he could only fit because he had lost both his legs. I think there would be there should be some point where he wants to commit suicide and jumps off a bridge near Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess. Wait, no. What if if he wants to commit suicide and he finds a giant monkey? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Guys, it's so weird. I was just sitting here, and this giant gorilla threw me in a plumber. <laughs> Maybe this is the original Donkey Kong, but you play from the perspective of the barrel. <laughs> you have to avoid the plumbers. Watch out, barrel boy. There's a guy with a hammer coming at you. So think about it. You're the barrel. It's like it's like the time after Donkey Kong. You jump over that flaming uh, barrel at the end. Mm-hmm. What happens? You never see off that screen. Wait, barrels jump over the flaming barrel? No, that's what I'm saying. They usually don't. But this one did because someone warned him. This is him now after the flame. This is him Life. becoming, right? Exactly. And his dad left him all these recordings because he, <laughs> he did his crash. dad left him the recording. Because he, he did watch crash out, into son. it. Watch out, son. There's gonna be- <laughs> you don't want to jump over the flame. No other barrels had been left this message. Who else would know? <laughs> He's the only barrel that made it. Oh, guys, I'm going to cry. This is so beautiful. Unfortunately... After the flame is actually just a big pit, so that was the end of the game. <laughs> Voice over Armageddon, submitted by Bob Ball VO. So it's like Bastion, but the opposite. You play the voiceover. <laughs> so, okay, so somebody plays the game, and then you voice over what's going on. You're like, and, and you get points. You're like, oh, he so hit so an so enemy. He so hit an enemy again. Uh huh. Yeah, one person plays, the other one describes what's happening. <laughs> or or how about this? I mean, this is a super advanced engine. The game plays depending on how you narrate. There is no actual player. See, it only happens after you narrate it. See, here we were trying to be funny, and then you had to drop a good idea. <laughs> so I like that, though. I like that a lot. I so was actually thinking that this is... Um, that this is a game for blind people, um, and that they can they can narrate, and then the game will respond to them as far as whether you know whether so, or not they're winning. So, <laughs> and all the game says is you're winning or no, you're not. <laughs> Character walks forward. You died. <laughs> Shouldn't have walked forward, asshole. Sorry, there's a cliff there. Uh, everywhere the everywhere the player tries to walk. Sorry, there's a cliff there. There's a cliff there. And you're like, stand where I am. Oh, sorry, there's a bomb there. (laughs) And, oh, and it'll be a game for for the friends of the blind person, too, because they can watch it. And and on the screen, in text, the game's just heckling the blind person. (laughs) Can you believe this guy hasn't told me to fly yet? (laughs) Why didn't, why isn't he using the belay equipment that I gave him? Why is he not checking what is in his inventory? Seriously, I have like full climbing equipment. You can just rappel down this mountain. I have a jetpack. <laughs> is what? he even aware that he has a teleporter? <laughs> oh, so so that really there's just all these tools to help you win the game, but the game never lets on that you have them. That's good. That's good. Okay, so here's an alternative. It's Armageddon. All voiceover artists are dead. What happens? People have to do their own shitty voices. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what a lot of people are doing already, isn't it? Like, yeah, pretty much. In a much. world where movie voice actors are dead. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is doing the voice for the trailers. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. Uh, I mean, what if they were like sealed away? The voiceover actors were sealed away. Mm-hmm. And you have to free them. Okay. Wait, oh. so what if all of them were sealed away except for one? Right. So you're the you're the last you the last you're, voice actor. You're the last voice bender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were all thinking it. Oh man. I don't know, like I think of him as kinda of like an Indiana Jones kind of character. You know, he's a voiceover artist, but he's also an adventurer. Maybe 
you know, maybe he doesn't have doesn't really have any combat skills, but what he does is he he sends a trailer to the bad guys describing himself, <laughs> and he's got such an awesome voice that everybody believes him. They're like, shit, we better be gone by the time this guy gets here. <laughs> I'm so afraid of him because of his golden pipes. They 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 seriously they this like they all surround him and he just sends him a quick email. <laughs> little little did they know that he was packing some serious heat. They're oh like, shit. Did you see how much heat this guy's packing? <laughs> I don't. I don't think this is a good idea, guys. Uh, mm, coming this summer, and they're like, "Oh, we got until summer to beat this guy." <laughs> Wait, he's not going to be here anytime soon. <laughs> we were all worried for nothing. Chumbawamba Pro Am submitted by Johnny Wags. <laughs> I'm okay. First of all, I'm thinking wacky races, but with all the members of Chumbawamba. Um, okay, I'm a child. Explain to me who Chumbawamba is. Oh man, uh, tub thumping. You don't tub, know tub no, thumping. Have, it's like the only CD I own. Tub thumping. Well, I don't. I don't want to explain tub thumping because I got a joke I want to make with that later. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like a cart racer. They're just the po- they're the poster child. But I mean, basically, it's like. You play I mean, like, as one-hit wonder bands. So, but I mean, like, in the game, do you get knocked down? Oh, God, don't take it. Don't take it. I know you're trying to take it. <laughs> I was going to say that every that every one-hit wonder band in, in Chumbawamba Pro-Am has, like, a special ability. And Chumbawambas, it's if they get knocked down, they get they right get back, back up, up again. again. <laughs> uh, oh, you're never going to keep me down. You're never going to keep me down. And eventually, they just start pissing the night away. <laughs> It's like, hey guys, hey guys, we have a race that we should be trying to win. And they're like, no, we're just pissing the night away. I love that we can't make a Chumbawamba game without just making pretty much purely tub-thumping jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, our, our creativity is so stifled by this, by this title. Slippery Bean Crisis Zone, submitted by Johnny Wags. Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't... Don't really know what to do with that one. Not really sure what slippery bean is supposed to be. Well, it's I think mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> Come on, is Taylor. It well, it is. I mean, it's a bean, and you know, it's got certain qualities, and <laughs> one of those qualities happens to be its slipperiness. And... <laughs> what if you play as a non-lethal ninja, and so you throw these slippery beans behind you? <laughs> so your play is Macaulay Culkin. Is what you're calling me. <laughs> Guys, they already made Home Alone the game. But you didn't get to throw slippery beans. Exactly. They they missed a whole gameplay mechanic. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? We're, we're on a remake again. We're doing a re- I the remake. I don't care. I don't care. Well, no, this is the companion game to Home Alone 3, which they did not make a, a exactly. game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, we're literally printing money here. Well, I don't know if I even convinced myself with that one. <laughs> Oh, and nope, still not convinced on myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the nice thing about Fistful of Pixels is that we have unlimited resources. And we can pretty much just make whatever we want. And so, damn it, I'm making Slippery Bean Crisis, <laughs> colon, Home Alone 3. Wow, man. Okay, maybe I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so does that mean every weapon in the arsenal is him... <laughs> Throwing slippery <gasps> Maybe it was. Maybe it was, but he's starting to run out, and that's where the crisis comes in. It's like, oh, what do you, what do you snap. do? What do you do as a, as a clever, as a clever kid who's all alone? 
when you run out of beans. This is not going anywhere. No good. No good. Gazoon tight panic submitted by the real man's man. Maybe some archaeologists uncover some ancient inscriptions on a wall in like a pyramid somewhere or something, and they find out that Gazuntite is actually this ancient summoning word for like a demon god or something, right? But only if it's said like some outrageous number, like millions and like billions of times, right? And then somebody works out the statistics and finds out that we're probably about a hundred times or a hundred occurrences of that word from summoning the demon lord. Okay. Right? And so there's like a massive campaign. You got to get people to stop saying Gazanheit when people sneeze. Because otherwise, it's possible the demon lord will that the demon lord will come in. Um, I think that's a solid gold winner. I don't know about <laughs> Wait, you guys. So what, what word is going to replace Gesundheit then? Bless you. Uh, yeah, Lord Jesus bless you. <laughs> lord Jesus bless you. May baby Jesus have mercy on your soul because Basil Bub is coming because nobody will stop saying Gesundheit. <laughs> you pagans. <laughs> you pagans. That, that would work minus the extra gazintite at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're just helping. Here's no, the, that's you... the funny thing is that how do you get people to stop saying that word without telling them what the word is? Can you write it? <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, maybe maybe not. Maybe you can't write it. And so in those ancient inscriptions, they're like you can only say it this many times, including this time. <laughs> <laughs> Buster, the time dog, submitted by Renegal. I love, I love how he used the hashtag pitiful attempt. <laughs> Guys, we have this new product here. It's a pitiful attempt at it, but we have it. It's all we got. It's Buster, the time dog. Just what, what game is it? Um, well, it's, it's obviously, it's a time dog named Buster. It's about his travels. No, guys, seriously, it's a point-click adventure game. Oh, yes. It's gotta be. It's gotta be, right, though? There's already too many games with uh, time mechanics that are uh, adventure games. You know, Day of the Tentacle. uh, Been there, Dan, that. Mm -hmm. Been there, Dan, that. I think Uh, one of the space space quests. Maybe it's a different kind of time. Maybe he's a um, watch repairman dog. Okay. (laughs) What if if he's a watch repairman dog who can go back in time but doesn't use it? (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's not... I always have this option, but... uh, (gasps) Wait, maybe the whole game is like Buster, you know, Buster trying to invent time travel, right? And like, you know, you go on, it's a point and click adventure where you go on the entire time, like trying to invent time travel. And then at the very end, he's like, we, we figured it out. We've invented time travel. And then his friend is like, you want to go back in time? And he's like, no, we better not. (laughs) (laughs) Have you thought about how dangerous that is? That's a terrible idea. It's like the some... ramifications that could have on the entire human and dog race. <laughs> human, you had to say and dog because the <laughs> because of course Buster is a but dog. Fuck, fuck the cats though, seriously. <laughs> I think I'm gonna eradicate them from the world. Actually, on second thought, I'm going back in time. It's like... No more cats. <laughs> that's that's Buster the Time Dog too. Colon, no more cats. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he decides that he is gonna go back in time and he's gonna, he's gonna take care of much of the time dog pretty much Deus Ex Human Revolution except reskinned as a dog <laughs> and also all the enemies are cats all the enemies are cats you, you guys like you 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 said that as a joke but what you don't know is that I'm actually putting a pin in that and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna make that Deus Ex mod. 
<laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get a crack team of programmers and uh, <laughs> it, it's not even gonna be a crack team of programmers it's just gonna be a really shitty reskin what's the boss's name again in the Harmon? he's just filling a bowl full of alpo dog food and all all jensen can say is i didn't ask for this <laughs> Uh, when life gives you dog food, you go back in time and kill the cats. <laughs> Where did all these cats come from? Looks like someone forgot to clean the litter box. This is one time where his bark won't be worse than his bite. <laughs> it all just turns into really bad one-liners about dogs or cats. <laughs> Maybe the tagline could be, who let the dogs in to the past? <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Buster the time dog. Buster the time dog. Wow. This has been a fistful of pixels. Music by Hugo, aka Dr. Manhattan. Artwork has been provided by TJ McKimmy. Next week, a fistful of pixels welcomes Joseph Hewitt creative director for Jet Set Games. Be sure to submit your best video game titles to at Fistful of Pixels on Twitter. The best five user submissions will win a copy of Highborn for iOS. Each week, they take your video game titles submitted by you, for you, by you, please to listen and create for you, by you, to and such as you are the listener who listens to the show by which you have submitted to whom we are the hosts of said show, recording to please you by your submissions. <laughs> Did you get all that, <laughs> listener? Did you get all that, listener? <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. And that's a wrap, fellas. Didn't get your fill of fun and laughs on this episode of Fistful of Pixels? Well then check out these other Geekly Ink shows, including Drunks and Dragons, Casts of Thrones, Cthulhu and Friends, Dreadful Thoughts, Sayer, and Top 5 of Death. You can also check out the forums and see new content coming out daily over at geeklyinc.com. And afterwards, make sure to head over to our shop and grab some of that sweet Geekly swag. When you've finished with that, go over to iTunes and leave us a 5-star rating and review. 